0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a video about Beyond Light. I wanted to give my thoughts about some things that we have been talking about and more theories that have emerged on looking at it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at rage.com. That will bring you to my Twitch channel. If you want to listen to these as entire podcast episodes, just audio only, look up SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms Like, share, subscribe, and the bell button on YouTube. It helps me out. Thank you for doing on that so I want to talk about the story. I want to talk about the story from what we've kind of guarded from what's going on, as well as more theories about what the new subclass element is going to do long-term. We've come up with some theories about the DLC structure and everything going on. I also want to talk about the DCV, because the DCV is the Destiny content vault, and there's people that are a little bit upset about it, and there's also new information coming out about what they're doing with the dungeon that just landed this season, adding to some theories about a new engine. I'll probably do a separate video about that, because that theory is getting traction, and the more I look at some of the bread crumbs and decisions Bungie has made i'm actually becoming less skeptical i still am skeptical about that but we'll save that for a separate video it'll be in here though with everything going on so let's just talk about the story first out of the gate i want to say i'm actually really really happy the stranger is back i'm glad that they sort of ignored the fact that luke smith said her story was over her return is a welcome one uh she's mysterious she's not born from light and e- even according to luke smith in the post interview that the, the, her ghost is not a ghost it's something else uh and we'll i think we're going to learn about that We're not going to be able to get one of those right away or anytime soon. They're thinking about it, considering it, but you know, I'm glad to have her back. I'm also really, really glad to have some of what I consider to be the more interesting characters as of late included in the long term story with respect to Eris Morn and the Drifter. We've consistently talked about how cool the Drifter is. I have always talked about, you guys know this, that I think Eris Morn is the best character in the game. I think her voice acting and her, the gravitas and the drama that she brings ever since The Taken King has been a welcome dark tone that the Destiny universe needs. And so I'm really excited that what I consider to be some of the best characters in the game taking center stage. This to me is better than suddenly interjecting or injecting brand new people we have zero connection to or care about. Like when Ada showed up, nobody really knew about her. Nobody knew what she was. I know Drifter was a new character, but he has really stolen the show in a lot of respects with his voice acting and the humor that he brings to the game. We kind of need that. We don't have the Cade 6 comedy relief anymore, and I'm very glad they're doing that. I also like the idea of bringing the stranger back to have a greater tie-in to Destiny 1. One of the complaints about story in this game is that it feels very disconnected and nothing really seems to be touching on or influencing other things. Everything is now connected. Eris even lays groundwork in the current season for Sabathun. Sabathun's DLC, The Witch Queen, that's not even showing up until 2021. So I am in full support of the new structure for storytelling. I even think this summer we're probably going to walk away from saying that was very, very good storytelling. There's more coming. There's weekly story missions. I think there's going to be significant developments over the summer to lead to this moment. That we see of Europa and the need to go there. I think having a bigger and more long-term story actually helps the game. It makes what we're doing feel important. It could start to maybe do a better job tying gameplay to the story. I know this is something both people here in this community, I'm fairly certain even Dado has brought that up. That like we just don't feel like our behavior in the game is tied to the story probably haven't really felt that in a deep way not since taking king and even rise of iron had that feel of we are trying to combat this threat and it it sort of hits its apex in the raid we haven't really had that feel in a while it was pretty good for riven though i think that was probably the best d2 era of what we're doing feeling tied to the story i think we need a return of that and it looks like they're going to do a little bit more of that so i want to go through the dark subclass and the new element and talk about why I think we've already seen clues into how this is going to play out. The dark subclass was surprising as well as being stasis or ice. Those were two just strikeouts by me. I thought they're not going to do dark subclasses. That just doesn't seem like it would fit. And there's no way they'll do ice. Well, I was wrong on both fronts. Here's where I wanna get into a deeper theory about how this plays into the game long term. If you watch the trailer very, very closely, it seems that Aeris is interacting with Stasis already. She's already interacting with Stasis. She's doing something in like, just in case, she's not quite sure what the Drifter's gonna do. It seems to me that she's already making ice and having the ability to wield the power. I have theorized that she will be the source and the one who teaches us how to wield stasis and that's the first of three dark subclasses that i believe that we will get the drifter and the stranger are two other sources of narrative force in the game that's very clearly not pure light the drifter is very comfortable with the darkness i could see him giving us a subclass that's dark in the future and the stranger has a ghost that's not a ghost, and she's not born of light. She's not really a guardian. So these three cast of heroes here, I think could be the source of three dark subclasses. That means we would learn another dark subclass in 2021 during the Witch Queen, which would lead to the third and final dark subclass in Lightfall. Luke Smith said, everything's leading to a moment in Lightfall. Lightfall could be the true moment where we have three dark and three light and we have to make a choice we're getting split in two by wielding both powers and we have to choose one lane or one affinity it could also be more of a we become like a gray jedi and we can wield both powers and we become so strong maybe we take aim at the traveler and don't like the traveler and that's why Lightfall is the name of it maybe we actually decide that we're going to attack and destroy the traveler there could definitely be something to that uh, I could, and, and someone saying that, you know, they, they all but confirmed that Eris was using stasis in the trailer in the interview with Dr. Lupo. If that is the case, you're not the first person to say that, then I think this theory's got some pretty good legs. We can learn one each year. It'd be a great, fun thing to look forward to each year. A new subclass, a new element that lands on the weapons. The new element for the guns, to me, adds more to my theory about a big weapon change coming in September. You're not just going to add another element that. That element would then need to come with new perks and weapons that could wield it and look and, and feel as if they're actually wielding the power of stasis and ice. This puts pressure on Bungie. To not ignore the other elements. This means the other subclasses might need some tuning. They won't have any depth or customization added. We already know that the new subclass will have a lot more customization. It won't just be diamonds that you select. But they may need some quality passes to make them more appealing. I don't want this to be like the Taken King era, where almost nobody used the traditional subclasses anymore. Everybody shifted to the new ones. I think it's okay if there's a time for that, but... I definitely would hope that the new element on the guns and in the subclasses would put pressure on Bungie to also create weapons that can wield the other elements and maybe other elemental perks of Solar, Arc, or Void that are just as appealing and as exciting to keep the game sort of equally represented and not just everybody wielding ice everywhere. That would be a little bit flat and two-dimensional and kind of boring after a while. This, to me, would be also adding to my hope that they add more layers to the combat. I've continued to say... You can't really change the combat of Destiny. It's pretty much set, but you can add layers on top of the existing combat. I think champions are the first step in that direction and the ice subclass could be another step toward that. Lastly, let's talk about the DCV. I think people are responding to this in probably some of the absolute dumbest, most brain-dead ways possible. Getting upset about three-year-old planets being removed from the game because they feel that that's like an insult or a slap in the face. It's basically a requirement, and I think this is a really, really good approach to the game. Uh, Moving Io, Titan, Mercury, and Mars out, I think you're even going to see the story elements this season play a part in that. Like right now, IO has a, has a pyramid ship. I think these other four planets will get the pyramid ships as well. And that will essentially tie in to the story of why they're potentially leaving or temporarily leaving and their removal will then make sense. To me, this is more proof they're hitting the game pretty hard. They're creating significant vacancies. This is analogous to what I said about the weapon system. They're hitting the weapon system pretty hard with sunsetting. They're hitting the planetary system pretty hard, essentially sunsetting planets. And I think this is a sign that something pretty significant is coming. Europa will be significantly sized. They're adding the Cosmodrome. And in the subsequent seasons of the year four, I could even see Venus making a return since they confirmed that Vogue is coming back in 2021 within the year. Year 4 timeline Uh, Pulling out the greatest hits I'm in full of support of this we know there's great content in the game that you know we haven't got to experience at the higher fidelity graphics at the higher frame rates and that's going to be even more true with new consoles launching later this year so I am arguing from a place of enjoyment as someone who enjoys the game and wants newer experiences and wants more things to be added I think people that are arguing from self-made principles and standards that they want to hold the game hostage for forever because you you spent 60 dollars three years ago and you don't think they should have the right to remove Titan. I really could not give any less of a frick about that at all. I think people really need to let go of their their receipts and their drooling like anger, like a Karen in a restaurant trying to send soup back. I think that it's very, very clear at this point the game is limited and I hope these changes really drive home the idea that new content, new guns, new perks are better than clutching ancient stuff that's barely even engaged with long term so as always uh, you can listen to this with a Q&A session and don't go anywhere if you're here live if you're listening elsewhere you can always catch me at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents this is gonna be the Q&A session that went with my beyond light thoughts video if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com that'll bring you right to my Twitch channel if you want to take part in these live Monday through Friday, usually when these hit all the feeds, I'm live. If you want to listen to these as podcast episodes, just look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And if you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button, all of that helps me out. So we're going to continue to be talking about things that are a little bit sort of speculative because beyond light, I wanted to do a specific talk just about it instead of just the big reveal. So... Some of these questions will get somewhat speculative, but we have tried to filter them again today to make it a little bit more concrete for the sake of discussion. First question, the retiring of planets and content makes me confident in their approach to content moving forward. Do you believe the replacing content will be as expansive or a less is more approach with more of the aspirational stuff with less dead space? It's probably a mixture of both. Like, when I look at the new director with lots of planets kind of missing, uh, if you look at the current director, everything on the left side's leaving. Io, Mercury, Mars, Titan. And then they shift Nessus over and they put Europa above it. It just looks a lot cleaner, a little less cluttered. Obviously, that's not, like, a super important thing, but there's something about that that I like. I also like the fact that they're they're making lots of space, which gives me confidence, confidence we're going to get lots of stuff in year four. I think it's a mixture of both things. Now, we also now know, we don't know the details, but we now know they're making background changes to the game that are significant enough they have to remove the new dungeon temporarily. They're not removing it as a seasonal enforcer, like, oh, but it's gone. It launched in the season. They have to remove the new dungeon for technical reasons. That has me very intrigued. Um that has me intrigued. I want to know what they're doing in the background that requires that. Some folks are kind of like stoking the fires of ooh new engine. I I don't know about that because not everything is getting removed. So a new engine doesn't seem to line up with that prediction. Um they would have to basically remove everything and rebuild everything. Unless, of course, they've been slowly rebuilding and repackaging all of those old things, and they just haven't gotten to the newest dungeon because it's the newest piece of content they're going to let stick around. So, that's a possible theory. They've already combed through the entire game and ported it to a new engine, and because the dungeon is the latest ad, it's, it hasn't been ported yet. I mean, that's, that's actually, as I say it, a decent theory on what's going on. It's the last in, so it's kind of like it's, it's late to the party. Um, and they couldn't port it because they had to make it first for the current version of the game that we're playing. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up about a new engine. I'm going to continue to remain very, very skeptical about that being a possibility, but it does seem strange that a very newly added dungeon has to be removed from the game for this background update. That doesn't line up with all of the other pieces of content. What about the dungeon they added with Shadowkeep? What about the dungeon in the Dreaming City? Why are those not being temporarily removed? I'd be interested to see what exactly happens in September and beyond with whatever new technology and background stuff that they're working on frosty lion with many weapons and armor being sunset uh, let me go back I just thought of something Dead it. to add to the theory of the game being ported over to a new engine that could also be part of the reason they are vaulting planets they didn't have enough time to port the entire game so they did not port the smallest planets so they're vaulting those those will at a later time maybe be ported to the new engine so they can be quote unquote pulled out of the vault adding a little bit more meat to this theory, I could see them saying, we can build Europa in the new engine exclusively, port port most of the game to the new engine, and save ourselves some time. The more, this, the more this marinades in my mind, the more I'm thinking that there might actually be a possibility of some form of an engine port or a significant engine update coming in September that would make sense of a lot of what we're seeing and talking about. With a dungeon getting removed because it's one of the latest, you know, content editions. Oh my gosh, maybe that's why this year they couldn't let anything stick around because they knew come year four, we'll be in a new engine, so we're gonna basically build throwaway content for a year that's not gonna stick because when year four launches, it'll be the ported version. Another reason to believe this is a possibility that we will see a significant engine update or engine port in year four I'm going to remain skeptical, but the argument, I think, in theory, is getting stronger if you look at it in the right way. Next question, Frosty Lyana. With many weapons and armor being sunset, how many do you think it will take to fill the void? One of the main reasons I've been arguing for elemental primaries and the ability to change elements on elemental primaries, even if you don't give me a true elemental primary system again, uh, if you let me change the element or farm for multiple versions of a gun with different elements that could help fill in some of those gaps like here's a 150 hand cannon and you can get three versions so all elements are covered Uh, similarly that could take place in year four you're going to want to get stasis right that helps fill in a lot of gaps outside of that i don't have like a number i'm going to throw out and be like we need x number of weapons i would just establish a principle that archetypal vacancies is really unappealing so they need to make sure that that's not like a thing if it is a thing it needs to be short-lived and not very common real cammy uh, what are your expectations or hopes for customization and abilities concerning subclasses coming in the sub, um, September um, my, my hopes and expectations are you know I, I want customization I just realized we're still on the magic sword playlist I am sorry <laughs> For those listening in the other locations they're probably like are we in a rave? Sorry, I'm digging the playlist so much and they gave me permission to use all their music. I didn't even realize. I'm going to switch I want to switch to chill hop for the audio listeners at home uh, and YouTube. Maybe leave me some feedback. If you like that playlist for the podcast, let me know. I think it might be a little too intense for this format though. Um I don't have a lot of expectations or hopes. I'm just I'm just listening to Luke Smith saying like it'll be way more customization than the current subclasses than the current subclasses we have that's encouraging and I want to see more and you know obviously we've got the theories contained in the video that I haven't done yet but my theory that Eris is using stasis in the trailer she will teach us how to use stasis in September then in the witch queen I could see drifter or the stranger teaching us a dark subclass Then, in Lightfall, we learn a third dark subclass. One dark subclass a year. Lightfall leads to a moment, as Luke Smith said. If we know three light subclasses and three dark subclasses, we either have to make a choice or we become like a Grey Jedi and that opens up significant changes in the story or maybe things with the Traveler, I don't know. But having three light and three dark leading to something significant seems like a pretty good theory based on things in the trailer as well as just Luke Smith saying that like light falls is going to lead to a moment. It's all leading to a moment. I could see that being something that is impactful on our characters more than just the story. Next question from Sven. Uh, how can they incorporate more ways to get twisted energy without it feeling like we can grind out the new content in a week? Well, right now people are deleting their characters. I don't have a thoughtful answer here. I can give you a very generic answer and say, Bungie should probably consider not being so restrictive. Now I understand you don't want us to go nuts and be like, all right, here we go. Um, you know, it, it Let me just grind this activity loop and then i'm done with this upgrade route in a week um i get that but i feel they've completely overreacted and now people are like deleting characters and doing it anyway i think a middle ground is always better it's kind of stupid that i had to sit here and wait And then some guy that deleted his characters 18 times now has a maxed out thing. I I just think that that's silly. There needs to be better routing, I think, for these types of upgrades. I think it's an overreaction to just strangle the currency so, so much. Pretty sure Luke Smith said that Aeris was using stasis in the trailer. Really? Did you notice Lightfall is going to be the seventh comet expansion as well? You know, Bungie loves the number seven. Yeah, that seems like a coincidence more than anything though, but we'll, we'll run with it, I guess. 8th mercury in the article about going forward beyond for beyond light it says there are going to be three raids playable one is the deep stone crypt with two others do you think they're uh talking about last Wish and garden no vog is not mentioned vog's not included in that total vog doesn't show up until 2021 so in september there is no vog the three playable is the new and garden and and last wish I, that more than likely means that both Scourge and Crown are leaving. Um, well, I guess Crown's on the Leviathan, so. But yeah, it, it seems that Scourge will also be leaving as well. Uh, where's Leviathan going? We don't really know. Uh, we do know, uh, you know, based on their own trailers. This, I'm not. I'm not going to go into leaks here because there's some. There are some incoming quests that have been data mined that I'm not going to go into detail about. They actually back up this theory, though. And I'm basing this theory off of the trailers. The trailers show Mars, at the least Mars, and I'm, we're thinking of the other planets as well, with a pyramid ship in the horizon. I think this pyramid ship thing here is going to show up on Mars next week. There'll be a mission there. You'll click on Mars, go play the mission. It'll be similar to what we did with IO. It'll be in the skybox. I think the same thing's going to happen on Mercury and Titan. I think that's going to lay the groundwork for the, why those planets are going away. I could also then see the Leviathan leaving. Kallus is going to be like, I am getting the frick out of here. Um, He doesn't want to stick around. So that could be, again, part of the story. He just bounces. Menagerie and Trophy Room. We're not sure. It's likely that they're also leaving. Yes, they won't be in the, the director. Nicolino. During the reveal, I did not see a new enemy race. Do you believe we'll be getting a new enemy type in September? This is the one area that I disagree very strongly with people, and I don't think folks see the bigger picture. Everybody argues for a new enemy race all the time. They act like it's the most significant thing the game needs, and I just, out of respect, with as much respect as I can muster, I really want to point out why I think that's just such a silly... Maybe even in light of what the game looks like and how it runs, it just seems kind of dumb to consistently ask for them to throw away bandwidth on new enemies, okay? You got the scorn, and everybody acts like the scorn is not a new enemy race, okay? And the reason you act like that is because people are slowly starting to realize that a new enemy race is very, very marginally different from the races we're already fighting. It doesn't add new depth to the combat. The combat's pretty much established. You're doing essentially the same thing, whether you're fighting the Taken, the Scorn, the Vex, the Cabal, the Hive, or the Fallen, okay? If I want Bungie spending bandwidth on stuff, I want the encounters to be cooler, more diverse. I want new mechanics. I want more, you know, layers to the combat. I want more things that I'm doing that makes things feel fresh. I would rather than spend bandwidth on that. Do you want Bungie spending a bunch of bandwidth on like, ooh, there's this cool new red alien race and after it's all said and done, fighting them is marginally different than fighting the hive. What the frick is the point of that? I know people are like, oh, it helps the game stay fresh and but No. What helps the game stay fresh? is new encounters new content loops to run content loops that are more unique fresh and varied than what we've been doing for the last couple of years which is a lot of the contents very samey i want bigger more expansive areas i want more you know, more layers to combat, like the champions, and I want encounters that have more mechanics like we got in the dungeon, and I feel like it is a gigantic waste of time to be like, here's an entirely new enemy race, and then in a month, they're just white noise in the content loop. You don't pay attention to them, you don't care. People always want to be like, the score aren't really a new enemy race. Yes they are. There are brand new enemies that you've never fought before. The guys swinging the lanterns are significantly different in how you fight them compared to other enemies with their area of effect explosion, their crits in a really, really weird and moving spot. There was the bigger guy that shoots lightning out of his face. That's basically an ogre. Well, it, that's kind of the point, right? New New races are not going to be that divorced from what we do now. You just... What we do... What we do right now when we're fighting Hive, Vex, or Fallen is... It's not that distinguishable or different than what we do when we're fighting the Taken or the Scorn. It just, it it doesn't, adding Taken and Scorn didn't really do anything to the combat. Other than the fact that the Taken are really freaking annoying and they spam their abilities and they do more physicsing than we get, you know, they're bopping us and bouncing us around. I just, I don't know. To me... They could do so much more with creating more content loops, more areas, more engagements instead of wasting time on new enemy races. I continue to think people overstate that value significantly. When you look at the scorn, look at how look at how the community responded to the scorn. We got those baron fights, all those unique boss fights in the barons fight, in the barons, and the scorn have a unique aesthetic and unique fighting style and unique units that we did not fight in the game before. And what's everybody say? Yeah, but they're not distinct enough. They're not good enough. They will literally waste their time. Why? Because the people that ask for new enemy races will never be happy. You won't. They're wasting your time. They're wasting their time, I mean. You won't be happy. You'll cross your arms and be like, yeah, they're not that different than the other enemies we're playing, but you didn't do a good enough job. Do you want to know why they wouldn't be that different? Because they can't suddenly create vastly different combat. They simply can't. The game's too big. It's a shooter. It's well-established that you've got trash ads, majors, shielded bosses, mini bosses, big bosses. Like, that's basically it, and it has to land in there. If I got to play the game completely differently on Europa, I just don't think that's the right approach. approach to to expanding this game. And I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, dollars to donuts, all the cross-armed, you know, upset complainers that are like, we're not getting another enemy race. g Christmas, Bungie. It's been six years. You can't give us a new enemy race. They're the same ones that would complain and have complained that the scorn aren't unique enough. And that's exactly what they would do if Bungie threw thousands of man hours at creating a new enemy race instead of throwing thousands of man hours at new content, new content loops, new activities, new spaces. They, I would much rather them spend time on that much rather because I get listen I get capital and replayability out of activities and spaces and areas I don't get replayability from the scorn the hours you spend on scorn doesn't feed me replayability do you want to know what would have fed me replayability is if the tangled shore was infested with fallen and if the barons were fallen and Bungie could have created a really fun content loop with the baron fights and instead they created a whole new enemy type. that did absolutely nothing for replayability they just look different and they spice up combat ever so slightly so i just i'm telling you it's a it is an overstated and exaggerated value point it is just not that impressive it never changes anything that much dark fallen might be slightly different combat similar to the scorn well i mean the siva did that remember the siva splicers the siva splicers were the fallen with like different attacks and like red i mean it it, i don't think it's a matter of need it's just part of the story okay let me let me say this another way i get wanting it i do I don't get people that act like it's this gigantic vacancy and disappointment. That, to me, is where I draw the line. I understand wanting a new enemy race. It makes sense. Like It'd be cool to go to some planet and be like, whoa, who are these guys? We've never seen these guys before. We saw those like tribalistic guys on top of that frog, and I was like, that'd be pretty cool. I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm saying people overstate the value of a new enemy race. They act like it's this massive value vacancy in the game. Bungie's gonna give you this giant planet, all new stuff to do, all new subclass, all new this, blah, 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 all these bullet points, and you're still gonna have these people like, can't believe we didn't get a new enemy race, man, it's just so disappointing, and you just, one, all we need is a new, we haven't got a new enemy race in how long, and then they claim that we haven't got a new enemy race in six years, when they, they again, they just overlook the, 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 the scorn, the people asking for a new enemy race, also claiming the scorn aren't a new enemy race, have invalidated their entire argument. They've invalidated their, their, their call for a new enemy race. If you're going to act like the, the scorn aren't a new enemy race, then you're, you're basically arguing against yourself. They gave you a new enemy race, and they weren't good enough to really impact your, your, your feeling on it, which is the perfect reason for them to say, why bother? No, the scorn are not technically the fallen. No, they're not. Now, underneath in the lore, maybe they they were once fallen in the lore, but they're not fallen. Like they they fight and move and behave differently, and they have basically a, a, if if they are the fallen, I mean, there's a there's a there's the guy who looks kind of like an ogre, but he's not because he just shoots late. He just shoots laser beams out of his eye. Well, not laser beams. It's like lightning out of his eyes, out of his face. they're completely different gameplay-wise. Right? And my here's my point, Gusman. I uh I agree with you. They are completely gameplay different-wise, but the people that are asking for new enemy races consistently say that the scorn aren't a new enemy race. I you know what I mean? New mechanic with the scorn totems is unique. I you you guys understand. I agree with you. I agree with you that they are a new enemy race and they vary the content. I'm showing you that like the content and the and the combat is marginally different. It is different, but it's marginally different. And to that, to that end, the people that ask for new enemy races act like the Scorn aren't new. They just glide over them and claim we haven't got a new enemy race in forever. The uh, Bearded Wonder. I have some friends that want me uh, to want to see the game move away uh, from the emphasis on dailies. Do you think that the game could benefit from this beyond light? Uh, and it's a good time to do something like this. No, 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 no. I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think that. Uh, I think that. The idea moving away from dailies, what you what's the point of that? People are engaging daily. If you're not engaging daily, so the frick what? Right? So what? I I just I, I continue to feel like if 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 people are engaging daily, weekly, or monthly or whatever, um I I don't know. To me, to me, that that's better than than being like, oh, it's too hard to do dailies or I can't keep up with my dailies. I, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. If you can't keep up with the daily rhythm, that's that's on you. That's not on the rest of the player base. Bungie should never legislate content to the fact that you can't play enough. That's a terrible way to legislate content and to organize content. I can't play enough. So? What if your situation changed? You could suddenly play more. Wouldn't you be pretty disappointed that you gutted the game's daily ritual? <laughs> cause you cause you couldn't play a bunch last year and now you can play more? Um uh, Jack. Reacher. It sounds weird that Bungie is data vaulting the exotic weapon missions but not sunsetting those exotics. Does this sound weird to you? New players couldn't get these weapons. I don't want to go down a giant rabbit hole of FOMO debate, but I do think there is an acceptable level of you had to be there. And I think at this point in time, if you are playing Destiny and you are a fan of Destiny, you have plenty of time to get weapons that will be inaccessible come that time. Now, they may shove them into Rahul's inventory because right now you can get weapons like the Bastion and you can get weapons like Ariana's Vow that are inaccessible because of content exp- expiration. So there may be a way to get these. If not... I think there's an acceptable level of, you kinda had to be there. The game's been out all this time, man. If you want those things, then, then go get them, you know? I, adding them to Rahu would be fine. Bastion was a part of the corridors of time, but now it's in there, you know? I mean, so Whisper could get thrown in there. I'm never going to argue in favor of that. I'm never like, oh, it needs to be a, you had to be there. That doesn't matter to me that much. But I will defend it to a certain degree. I'm never going to ask for that. Bungie, you should put stuff in the game that only I can get because I played during that year and then please take it away. I'm never going to make a video where I say I want more of that. But if it happens periodically, I think there is an acceptable level of that as long as it's not the entire freaking game like every six months. You're like, yeah, you can't get all this stuff. Bungie seems very cognizant and sensitive to this reality by bringing back weapons and saying year four will have less fomo so i don't think this is going to be a significant problem and they may have already come up with solutions anyway venom was seven months 15 months from derpy somalia nine months from ginger and zach gives it a sub to renegade chicken uh chicken um um oh there's people there's a thread right now i guess that Slayer Rage and M Tash are going back and forth in, or have gone back and forth in, and they're essentially saying Destiny is stuck, uh, Destiny stuck in a power level loop grind, doing the same things in old activities for the same loadouts, just to play new stuff for a little bit with poor reward structure. Leveling just isn't fun. Yeah, it seems like I'm having. There's other folks agreeing with me, uh, even people that are hardcore grinders and are streamers that are like, I don't like the leveling, the leveling loop. Um, I've always said this. I know people get tired of me saying this, but I, I'm I'm always Paul Revere, okay? And people are like, Lono, why are you so upset about this? Why are you yelling about this? And then after a couple of weeks, everybody starts agreeing with me. It's like I'm the first guy that says it, and then everyone's like, dude, you're overreacting, okay? The tower events aren't that bad, okay? Where are all those people that disagreed with me day one about the tower events? Where did those people go? Right? They got awfully quiet, or they ended up agreeing with me. Right? And in this case, the the public event that we have now, okay, I'm the first one to be like, "Eh, this doesn't look very good. This is going to be disappointing long term. This is a bit of a meat grinder. I think in a couple of weeks, people are going to get burned out really quickly." And then leveling. I ranted and raved about that day one with the dungeon, and everybody thought that I was just being like a salty seahorse because I couldn't complete it. And now, Sweatsickles complained about leveling. Uh, Dado is not playing as much because of the leveling. Listen, I'm telling you, it's a severe problem when YouTubers and streamers are like, dude, I don't want to freaking do this leveling thing anymore. I wish I could just kind of play and level. I... I... People are slowly starting to see I've been banging on this drum since Forsaken and I'm glad that other people are joining my drum circle and being like, yep, this sucks. This needs to be changed. They need to reevaluate leveling for year four and I'm happy to see other voices in the community echoing that sentiment because it gets really freaking old. You like the pub event? I like the pub event. You're going to get really sick of it very quickly. Just unless it's varied and changes... Once it's on the other planets, it's gonna get it's gonna get old really quickly. It's a meat grinder. There's no variety in what you're doing, and it's in the public space. And there's champions involved. You get a couple bad runs, and you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. You get in a run with some bad blueberries, and nobody running champion mods, then you're gonna be like, Yee. um. Next question from Largo, having. Aramis, as the big bad seems out of left field. Do you feel that she's been set up enough as a threat? Well, let us finish the summer and we'll see because we don't know if there's gonna be stuff going on this summer that leads to that that crescendo also There's nothing wrong with a big bad coming out of left field There was not like a really big lead up to oryx. He just showed up and we're like, oh, yeah, we killed his son There wasn't a lead up. There was no whispers. There was at least there wasn't much Um, there's been a lead up in whispers about Savathun. So maybe, you know, midway to the end of the summer, we start to see that. Maybe we start to see people say, oh yeah, you know, Aramis is a threat. She's on the horizon or whatever. Um, uh, orcs have been a threat since vanilla D one Aramis tried taking Siva in zero hour. So it makes sense. I think they would have to mention uh, mention Aramis more. Presently, I don't see a lot of mention until now. I mean, there's bits and pieces, but Aramis blamed the Traveler for scattering the fallen houses and she turned to the darkness to destroy it. Yeah, but do you know that because you read the lore or do you know that because that was in the game, right? There's not much in the game about that. There was way, there's been way more in the game hinting at Savathun. I think this is how I'm going to answer the question. To the degree that the game has dropped breadcrumbs and hinted about Savathun, I would want to see similar breadcrumbs and hints dropped about Aramis leading up in the game. It's great that there's lore and background story. It's great that you guys can point to all these other places that she that, 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 that she has been mentioned. But I would like to see the, the Savathun-level breadcrumb... Uh, you know, established as a, as a lead up. I don't want to go like read a wiki page or a lore card. It needs to be in the game. If she's suddenly going to show up, I'm not going to die on that hill, but it'd be really cool if there started to be more breadcrumb lead up to September this summer. And that could be happening. It seems like we're getting more story, uh, than we did in previous seasons. Sergeant woeful tip with three months. Thank you. Hot cup of nasty. Do you feel there will be a backlash against content uh, leaving the game, or will players be more hyped for the new content? This is essentially what I'm going to end my talk with, and I really want to drive this home, and I'm going to continue driving this home. The reason I'm in support of content leaving and content getting added is because I argue from a place of enjoyment, not a self-made principle and standard. This self-made principle and standard that I bought Destiny four years ago and that means you can never adjust the content in the game to take certain pieces of it out, right? That is a self-made standard. There are no live service games that you bought four years ago that you take sort of like this hard stance ownership over. Like the developers are never allowed to remove missions or areas or any of that. Like you you get it, when you get into september that's four years that's year one that's forsaken that's shadow keep you're entering into the fourth year you're about to go into your fourth year of destiny and they they're taking some stuff out that at that point in time has just hit its four-year-old birthday okay it's four-year-old content it was it was born you know four years ago so in, in my mind, well, wait, when did the game launch? It launched in 20, because last year was, was 19, so that was Shadowkeep. 18 was, oh, it'll be its three-year birthday. I'm sorry. It'll be its three-year birthday. Sorry. You're entering into the fourth year. I apologize. I misspoke. So 2020, its three-year birthday is getting hit. Sorry, I misspoke. All right. When they do that, right? When they do that, I really, really think that's where I argue from. I argue from a place of enjoyment. I enjoy the game and I want more new stuff. So I'm okay with Bungie removing really, really old stuff to make stuff for new stuff. People arguing from this self-made principle, this self-made standard that I bought your game three years ago for $60, you, you, you can take nothing out of it. You can't take anything out of it. There's no game like that where you get to make that claim. There's not like an industry standard where you pay $60 for a live service game. You pay peanuts in the following years to continue playing it and playing the new stuff. And then you get some sort of, you know, long-term grip on the game where they can never take anything out of it. As I said yesterday, when I sort of went off on a little tangent and a little, like I did a little skit, you know loving loving a rabbit to the point that you take it with you everywhere even swimming in the ocean you're going to drown it and kill it people can love this game to a fault do you really love titan and the adventures on titan and mercury and io do you love that equally with all the new grinds and new places and new stories and new weapons do you i don't think you do do you frequent them does the player base if we take the player base as a large whole organic body and hive mind okay do they love those spaces equally do they interact with them equally i don't think so i don't and so I think it's a self-made principle and standard to be like, you can't take any of that out of the game. That's not fair. That's not right. I just, I, I don't think that that is a standard that can be enforced. It isn't. And if I wave a magic wand and I give them their way, if the, if the, if the destiny Karen's of Reddit get their way, you can't take things out of the game. That's wrong. Okay. Here. I granted your wish. They can't add anything new. Congratulations. You just killed the game. Good work. Excellent job. You got your way. Yay. Like what? I <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It simply, simply doesn't work. People can't be entitled to something they paid for? No. it's not. That's not what you paid for. You didn't pay for endless access to Titan. You paid for Destiny 2. And they continue to expand upon Destiny 2. It, it's not like, oh, I'm entitled to this. They're not coming into your home and taking like a disc set of a series of shows and they're like removing one of the discs and stealing it from you. It's a live service game that has to evolve and they have to make space for it. It would be like... It would be like subscribing to Netflix, and this is not, This is. it's hard to make this a, a good parallel, but imagine that there was a true database restriction on Netflix. And Netflix said, listen, when you signed up for Netflix three years ago, there were all these shows on here. We're running out of space, okay? We gotta remove these old shows that no one's watching to make space for new shows. Now we know that's not reality. I'm creating a parallel here. You would not. If you got angry about that. You'd be like now hang on a minute. I paid for Netflix. And that show is included. It should be included all the time for forever. No you paid for access to Netflix. Right. You think you're piddly $10 a month. Paid for every single piece of content. Yeah Netflix is removing the office. That's not like because they're running out of space. That's like a. That's like a a contractual thing. So when you paid for Destiny in 2017, you weren't paying for Titan and the adventures on Titan and the strikes on Titan. And you weren't paying for those planets either. Now it gets a little touchy when we go to Mercury and Mars because those were centerpieces and value points attached to DLC that you purchased. But again, they've been in the game so long and they're now free. They're now free. So you don't even have a consumer claim on them anymore. Year one and two are 100% free. You have zero consumer claim on those things now. They're, They're completely and utterly free. It would be like Netflix suddenly offering half of their videos for free and then taking some of those ones that are free away. Like, imagine Netflix takes half of its database and makes it free-viewable to the public to whet their appetite to sign up for the expanded Netflix subscription. This is something they should maybe consider doing. They'd get more subscriptions this way, right? They make, they make those things free, and then after two years of half the database being free, they take some of those videos off. You can be like, well, that's not fair. I paid." No, you didn't. These things have been free for two years, three years. You have no consumer claim on them anymore. <laughs> you don't. I don't know any other live service game that took content away. Oh, I bet you right now, chat can laundry list games that have done this, that have removed things to make space for new. I guarantee you games have retired content to make space for others. Warframe does that right now. Final Fantasy blew up the world. World of Warcraft. Somebody's saying division. I don't know about division. Yeah, Fortnite completely changed the map, but that's a free-to-play game there you go congratulations destiny's right in line with the rest of the industry it's truds people are losing their minds with planets leaving but given that the pyramids are moving to titan as well does that mean the story related oh yeah we touched on this one this is a bit, bit of a repeat truds we just touched on that it feels like it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a very um, it's gonna be a, a story driven thing probably not the same <laughs> okay fine I don't care anymore I don't care. I'll I'll do you. One, I'll I'll do you one. I'll do you one better. You're right. Bungie shouldn't do it. Happening anyway. Uh, Chago. I'm just gonna start conceding that debate because it's tiresome. You're right. You're right. You're right. Bungie has no right to take the content out. Well, it's happening anyway. Oh, well, let's move on. Isn't it great to be right about something that's going to happen anyway? Good for you. Yay. Destiny Karen's are right now. Bungie has no right to take out Vanilla Planets. You're now right. You can wear your Mr. Right badge and you can go to Mr. Right College and we can all say you are Mr. Right about Destiny not being able to remove content. It's happening anyway. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. Chago with the next question: How can Bungie improve the new weapons for the new DLC to avoid new Recluse and Mountaintop issues for being broken? They need to lean into power that's not that raw, right? They need they need to lean into power that's not raw. Recluse was just raw power, so was Mountaintop. They need to look at, and I've I've said this for a very long time: Elemental perks is the key. Elemental perks. That's the key. You got to go down that lane, cause those don't disrupt like the this this the stupid exotic now that's like destroy it's like destroying uh it's destroying the crucible, right? It it's just raw power. You're just putting something on the ground, it's like killing stuff. You're sticking people with it, and it's just killing stuff. It's just raw power. Elemental power, um power that procs on rapid kills. Things like this would would, would lean away from this idea that you know, oh, this is going to break Crucible. So they're just, they're just going to have to be more creative. My hope would be that stasis is the beginning of that. Weapons that are freezing and sp- you know, exploding and shattering and slowing. That's a great, great start. Cause that's not gonna break crucible if it's if it's used properly. You could do the same thing with dot damage from solar, electric damage, chain damage from you know, uh arc, and void damage. You just set the damage threshold high enough that it only procs once you've done damage you'll never do in the crucible. So what I mean is this. Imagine you had a primary that after you know, four consecutive crit hits on a major, it procs some kind of a crazy chain lightning explosion. So you see a knight and you're like, bam, 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 and it like creates this crazy explosion, okay? You go into the crucible and you're like, bam, 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 they're dead. You can't proc it, It, it's it's not procable. It had to be on a single target, because obviously you could go three crits and every once in a while get a lucky fourth crit on somebody else that's around the corner or something. But like, it would have to be on one target. So the idea is creating thresholds of of damage potential that just doesn't ever proc in Crucible. That's how you do it. You, you Like, raw power is the problem. The Recluse was like, hey, you got a kill with basically anything. Now your gun is insane that's just raw power you don't have to do anything particular with the recluse you could literally get a kill with a shotgun and it proc'd master of arms like that is <laughs> you get a sniper kill and it would proc it now that's kind of busted you you can create i think elemental thresholds of damage and structure that is that is never going to proc or show up in the crucible that's how you do it drift kid With the new expansion, do you think that there was a place to do Prison of Elders-style mode with twists like champions and mechanics? I would say there's always room for loopable content. I actually think, if we're honest, I think Sundial was Menagerie meets Prison of Elders. Think about it. You're in a circular room, there's doors, you go through the doors, you fight, you get pulled back to the door room. That was basically Prison of Elders meets Menagerie. Um... I don't know if anybody picked up on that. They basically took the structure of prison and it, it had a baby with menagerie. I think that's, there's plenty of room for that style of content. I think it's enjoyable. It's one of the reasons I think the public event tower and the public event mode this season control uh, uh, contact, I think, I think they're bad because there's no sense of movement. There's no sense of variety. It's shoot, bank, shoot, bank big baddies are here shoot bank shoot bank shoot bank it's a freaking meat grinder it's not go do this thing come back now go do this very different thing come back now go over here and do this other very different thing come back there's a sense of progress variety it's not as monotonous I think that this public event stuff It's like the Forges. Remember Black Armory Forges? That was one of the criticisms. All the Forges were essentially the same idea. Shoot, throw balls, shoot, throw balls, shoot, throw balls. Here comes the boss. It's a meat grinder. You're in one space doing the same thing over and over again. That is why the new public event is better. However, its shelf life is short. The shelf life of this new public event, I don't think you can argue that it's not shorter than the shelf life of Sundial. Maybe even shorter than the shelf life of Vex Offensive. It started feeling recycled. Forges menagerie, then sundial. I that I know this gets subjective, so like light leaps, no, it feels stale, blah blah blah. I don't know how you can say that and not say if, if that's your if that's your idea that like oh it feels recycled, then this public event should feel like a like a, a, a week old piece of stale bread. Like it's 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 so not it's so not substantive. It's literally a 50-yard space where you sit and fight the whole time. At least in e- Escalation Protocol, you move from here to there. It was interwoven with the public event, and then like a really cool big boss showed up with mechanics. This isn't even that. It's standing in this 50-yard area and killing and bank. That's all it is. It's, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just Gambit in the public space. I, I don't know. I like it more but it's got a terrible shelf life and that's part and parcel to year three like let's be clear i said before the season started it would lack substance but it would have probably significant story beats i think we're seeing that okay it has a short shelf life why it's retiring in two months two and a half months it's you know what i'm saying it it's designed to not feel substantive it's designed to literally be here and gone not only negative though, I think Alter of Sorrow was, for example, a cool new addition after one year absence of Escalation Protocol. It was just too soon after each other. Well, and I think there's design flaws in, es- in, in altar of Sorrow because there's things that you just you failed to do if there aren't enough people. It's still, again, not backed by matchmaking so you struggle. Frankenberries bungie has said they won't sunset exotics yet but where do you see them implementing that not sure where it would fall uh 2021 witch queen that's why i think they'll start doing it they'll figure it out they'll get into a rhythm they'll get the you know they'll get the community accustomed to it and then they're going to come for your exotics they just will i don't think that they can get away with not doing it um every time they add an exotic that's awesome and exciting, it's just like, it eventually is just gonna get nerfed, now, let's be clear the new grenade launcher is not awesome and strong, it's literally bugged okay, (laughs) it's bugged and they're gonna fix the bug um, it's stacking damage in a way that's broken, you know, Callus goes from 50% health, and you don't see his health bar go down, his health bar literally disappeared um, that's a bug (laughs) that's a bug, so that's getting fixed they've already said they're gonna fix that um so, anytime though something shows up, like is a or Sleeper or even Anarchy in 1K, I would rather them have their 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 year of dominance and then get sunset than have their year of dominance or their six to eight months of dominance and then it gets nerfed. So Matrix of Doom. Do you think that they should convert 140s to 150s? 140 seems superfluous. You know, they did this with grenade launchers, and I honestly think, like, this is literally the solution. (laughs) Like, I feel like this is just the solution. Have the 150s, have the 110s, and have the 180s. 140s just don't seem like they need to exist. You got 110, you know, they should hit like a truck. They should be significantly better. Uh, They need to help 110s. Then you got 150s in the middle, and then you got 180s at the top. 180s should feel like a very, very effective, longer-range sidearm. They need more in the mag, and they need faster base reload. So I think absorbing 140s into 150s. Um, I had time to think about this while you know while, while I was because I, I saw this question earlier. I literally think this is the right call. It just uh, it, it would simplify the hand cannon so so much. Um, it really would just just raise them to 150 and then homogenize the archetype and then help 180s help 110s 150s could be left alone. 150s just need increased range so they could win at range and 180s just need way better base reload and they need more in the mag uh you know there are there are sidearms with 17 in the mag 25 24 in the mag and then you you grab a 180 hand can it's got nine bullets in the mag like what am i supposed to freaking do with that it does less damage they're 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 a broken archetype like 180s are a dissonant illogical archetype like they don't make sense master says so I'm not sure if this has been covered but do we know the stranger is not of light in the trailer we see her ghost like item do you believe it could be a darkness ghost or did she lie to us all we know according to Luke Smith is it's not a ghost and eventually we may get to you know have one but Lupo asked if we would be getting one and he said no for now it's just something cool that she has that's not a ghost that's all we know heartless vaulting the planets will presumably remove the corresponding planetary materials how do you expect this to affect the resource currency model uh i think i think what they're gonna do is i hope they take my idea which is not my idea it's their idea but better but implemented in more places go to your season pass Go to rank eight and you see that little box and it says destination resource bundle I think they should just put all of the resources into that box and it's just called planetary resource and it's a generic It's a generic resource the same way that gunsmith materials are Um, That would fix the problem and then it doesn't it doesn't matter if resources expire So and who cares about spiders spiders a band-aid anyway that he could have a better purpose than being like a resource exchange for Seeing a lot of Forsaken content being vaulted, Crown, Menagerie, most likely Scourge. Should we expect Forsaken to be added to the revamped New Light experience? Um, I don't have a good answer for you. I, I, I don't really know what their plan is for New Light. Techno Tyrant. We know that they are removing some locations and activities and making the loot from those unavailable. Does that mean I should start hoarding armor in my vault for Transmog? I would say if there's armor from like Scourge, or crown or levy and you're like man i i uh i I want that as transmog then yeah probably now i don't know if they're gonna let you transmog something that doesn't have its destination or its activity anymore because transmog may be linked to the actual um activity source so it doesn't hurt to save it though salty bread with the upcoming stasis powers or dark powers would you like to see stasis mods or maybe even stasis armor I don't really develop um, lists of things that I want to see happen. I think that's risky because, again, you just you end up not getting what you want. As long as we see stasis on guns, and then obviously that could birth new perks, I am a happy, happy camper. You guys all know I am on campaign. More perks, more elemental perks. I'm on that. I'm always on that campaign trail, and this could be the beginning of that because stasis is literally an effect. It's not just like solar or void; like it's a freezing effect. Darksider. With Bungie removing planets, what would happen to planetary materials? Oh, we just answered that. Uh Jansen. With the dungeon leaving for a season or more, and Bungie saying the reason is that to do background stuff, this makes me think that we could be getting the engine upgrades. We actually talked about this right at the beginning of Q and A, so I have to skip you simply because we spent a significant amount of time at the beginning of Q and A, really laying the groundwork for the theory of an engine port or a significant engine upgrade is actually getting more traction. I feel like I laid out a pretty good, uh, a pretty good theory at the beginning. I'm keeping myself skeptical, but I really feel like the beginning of this Q&A session was a pretty strong argument in favor of that theory, the more we're looking at what's happening. Ryan. Do you believe raids and dungeons should be exempt from DCV because of how replayable they are? I can't imagine they take up much space compared to entire planets and could be re-energized like what they did in Age of Triumph. I think you need to visit the Leviathan and see how just, uh, just how insanely wrong you are. Leviathan is bigger than, mo- than, I think, at least two of the planets being removed. Leviathan absolutely is bigger than Mercury, maybe bigger than Mars. It is enormous. It might be the biggest destination in the game. <laughs> it might be close to being one of the biggest destinations in the game. If you include eater and spire and the initial levy and the underbelly Leviathan is literally a, it's like a planet. (laughs) It's like a freaking planet. Um, so I get what you're coming from though. Like this idea of like, Oh, how you can't take these away. You can't take these away. I just continue to say, I'm arguing from place of enjoyment. I enjoy the game and I want new stuff and if Bungie looks at player trends and is like 1% of the community has engaged with Leviathan at a really, really low interval, I just think that's plenty of ground to just shelve it for a while. Zorian, would the champion mods being on weapons and armor solve the current problems that we have right now? I think... The more that they listen, if Bungie wants to keep doing content like the contact public event, then I need to be able to equip all three champion mods. Now, I know I can do it eventually with grenades, right? Like eventually I can go in here and I can get I can get overload grenades and unstoppable melee. Right? and those are only two so that's not bad so you can really get to the place where you're running Overload, Unstoppable, and Anti-Berry you can get to the point where you're running all three I would say they need to continue to empower us to do that maybe even easier than relying on like high ranked you know a high ranked artifact being able to do that on the artifact doesn't mean much if it takes most of the community three weeks to a month to get there like there's a small portion i'm sure they're going to blow through the artifact but most of the community not so most of the community is not empowered to run three three anti-champion mods and so at the very very beginning of the season you're jumping into a public space and you're like i have one or two and i and then nobody's running this third one you know Destiny community, we want new stuff. Bungie, here's Vogue back. Destiny community, we can't wait. That is that is a laughable summary. It's laughable that you would say that, and I'm going to show you why. Only 10% of the community plays raids, and only about 10% of the community probably gives a rip about Vogue coming back. So the Destiny community is likely not, by and large, celebrating Vogue coming back. So, no. Your, your attempt to summarize the dissonance in the community is silly at best. Second, the second thing I want to say is 10% of the community that engages with raids loves the idea of Vogue coming back because we love raiding. Like, we love that idea of like, yeah, heck yeah, bring that back. That's amazing. So if you go to the people who actually engage with the raids, more than likely you're going to find a lot of acceptance of Vogue coming back. When you look at the Destiny community as a whole, most of them don't give a rip about Vogue coming back because they don't play raids. They're like, nah, take it or leave it. So no, I don't believe the community's like, give us new, give us new. Oh, confetti for, for returning raids. Yay, let's throw a parade for Vogue. No, most of the community is either probably like, ooh, that's a reskin or I don't care. I don't run raids. So you have to slice it off and say, okay, let's poll the 10% of the community that regularly raids. And a lot of them are probably like, yeah, bring back Vogue and Kingsfall and Crota and Wrath. Those are great. They're great pieces of content. They're so fun to grind. Like, this idea, this idea that we can't enjoy old content, I reject that wholeheartedly. I just do. the uh, th- th- This obsession with new, 100% brand spanking new, it's like, it's okay for them to bring back stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm consistent in this, by the way. I've been saying repurpose Blind Well, repurpose Escalation Protocol, repurpose the Forges. Why? It's just good content. It's a quick, easy grind. It's it's a good content loop. Why would you not get more capital out of it? Like, I <laughs> think about it like this. Think about it like this. Let's just look at uh, Escalation Protocol. If Bungie could repurpose Escalation Protocol, they could probably make pretty cool bosses and pretty dope loot, Okay. And that bandwidth would get spread effectively. If instead Bungie's like, nope, community will reject that and get really angry. We have to create a whole new encounter. Look at what you get. You get Seraph Tower events and you get contact. They're thin. They're not as good as Escalation Protocol. The, the boss fight's not as cool. We don't move around as much. The loot, Where? what do you mean, where is the loot? There's no loot. There's no loot grind for that public event. Look at what happens to your bandwidth when you create something new versus repurposing something that's existing. You, I guarantee you, you would get better loot and probably more satisfaction out of it as a, as a player. That we know of, it's only four days. I, listen, I'll leave room for the fact that there might be more coming with these public events, but I ain't gonna hold my breath. The pattern is pretty much set. Bungie does not in year three. Remember, we're in year three. Bungie does not save a lot of content loop and loot surprises in this seasonal format because this seasonal format, everything expires. So they can't really do that. They can't be like two months in and be like, hey, the it's all new. It's all different. There's tons of dope loot in the public event. It's like, well, the season's half over. What the frick? I don't have as much time to grind for it now. People will be irritated about that. I hope they've got some aces up their sleeve, but I ain't holding my breath because the year three format is very simple. Front heavy, the first week or two, they pretty much launch everything and then that's basically it. And then they trickle out quests, exotics, and maybe some secrets or some story. But generally speaking, the content loop gets established in the first week or two because it's all expiring. They did that with Sundial. They did that with the Tower Events. Now Tower Events got harder during Guardian Games, but I don't even know if you would call that like a substantive change. That was annoying. Um Vog is dog crap and overrated? Weezy, you're nuts. You're freaking crazy, bro. <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy, Wheezy. Who's, who did you hand your phone to? Who typed that nonsense? Who typed that? What? <laughs> Uh, what do we got here Scrub, Na- uh, Scrub Nation Goon that's a perfect name for Wheezy right now uh, what are your thoughts on the previous season bounties carrying over to the next season but not offering as much XP that way people can stack but not get as much of a huge advantage stacking bounties into the next season is stupid and it needs to stop it's that simple it's that simple it's a real easy solution might not be easy but the idea is simple this should say Super Striker and then it should say it should say Vanguard season of arrivals. Bounty is what it should say. Vanguard season of arrivals. Bounty is what it should say every year. I'm sorry. Every season, the bounty title should just change. And so it's a bounty for this season. Use it in this season to get something from it. People are like, that's not fair. Why are you punishing me? I- I'm, I'm not punishing you. You did the bounty in that season get the seasonal benefits in that season you don't get to like do the bounty and then wait four weeks and be like ha ha and then you cash it in and get all this health it's stupid carrying bounties into the next season is just dumb it's why they had to turn off the artifact in trials it's why contest modifier basically got invented Because people find exploits and resets and stay over. Remember the Iron Banner bounty saving that happened? Do you freaking remember that? It just needs to go away. And the reason we know it needs to go away is because Bungie's done a bunch of different things to mitigate its presence in the game. So it's not it's not me just formulating an opinion here. Bungie has consistently tried to mitigate the influence of people carrying stuff from the old content forward with things like contest modifier and um, oh, there was something else they did. I can't remember what it was. Oh, and turning off the you know the artifact in trials. Meme. N- oh, I'm sorry. Trials of Osiris Returns go flawless. Available to all players. Play Trials every weekend. Flawless victory. So they have a new Osiris um, splash screen that popped up for Trials. Um, I'm going to switch characters really quickly just to see if anything weird happens. Oh, here we go. Next week in Destiny. Contain the spreading darkness by completing contact public events on IO and fighting new enemies in the Cradle. New enemies? Uh, Shaxx brings scorched and countdown into the crucible. Destroy your enemies. Destroy Savathun's song in the nightfall ordeal. Huh? I'm not sure what the, exactly that means. New enemies in the cradle. There's a new vid doc on Bungie uh, Twitter. Really? There's a new vid doc on Bungie's Twitter. Bungie tweet, but nothing Destiny related. Well, what's it about then? If it's a vid doc. The cradle's a weekly mission. The way we work is evolving. I think this is the, from the beginning of a new type of development to the stories of like, this video that they just tweeted is from the reveal about them working from home. They front loaded the reveal with that. Um, Snowbird says, is removing content that was not advertised that will be removed in the future, could that make legal problems for Bungie? No. More than likely, making everything free the way that they did and they waited this long before basically shelving the stuff that's free. Um, More than likely, I theorize this a lot leading up to me answering this question right now. Um, I would say that you... They, they they did that as probably like a workaround you don't really have you don't really have like a claim on it anymore as a consumer as i said a little bit ago it looks like zur is selling a 62 rolled synthoseps did they add did they add that it looks like zur is on io to me it looks like he's on io um random rollsers oh he has random rolls now really i did not know they were doing that let's go check out what he's got uh next question meme nation what can bungie do to make europa more interesting and have more longevity than past destinations this is a tough one because the public space is still a public space like you know if you swing uh if you swing too hard then you're gonna end up with one planet that, like, overshadows all of the rest. What was it? There was something that did that. There was something that, like, made everything else seem lame, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, Bungie added something that made all, all previous content feel, like, way, way less, less exciting. I can't remember what it was. Xurzon Nessus? Paul's picture made it look like he was here in the cave. Was it the dreaming city? Oh, it was the, I think I'm thinking of the menagerie. I'm thinking of the menagerie. The menagerie basically made it to where you really didn't feel like any of the other content was worth running. Oh yeah. He's not here. I thought he was here. Paul's picture made it look like it looked like he was uh, in the background. It looked like Xur was... uh, The background was like the IO cave. Sorry. Um, Taken King? Oh, that's what it was. Thank you, XPZ. I, I could not remember. Okay, so do you remember in the beginning of the Taken King... Anytime you had to go back to old areas, old strikes, old stuff, it all felt really boring because Taken King and the Dreadnought and the Dreadnought strikes were far and away an upgrade and a step up. It made the old stuff kind of boring. That's why, you know, redoing the Sepic strike and adding the Wretched Eye strike, they did that in Rise of Iron because, like, a lot of the strikes and a lot of the public spaces and stuff were just way less interesting. Dreadnought felt like it had more going on. It was more mysterious. Um, I just, I feel like that was one of those times where they added something to the game and it was so good. It made everything else seem boring and lame. So to answer this question, I think what Europa will deliver that maybe the other planets won't is just pure raw size, which means that might give room for a ton of lost sectors, a ton of mystery. They could trickle things out like they did with the dreaming city. So like a month in all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff happens and changes Europa or new things start happening and opening up. But you can't suddenly make one planet that makes all other planets look stupid or lame or boring. To be fair, though, they could do that, and just like how they made, they redid the 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 Sepik strike, they could do something very very similar. They could say, okay, now we have a reason to go back and make all these other things, you know, better. Yeah, I'm gonna grab this. I might have a good Raiden flux. I don't know. Is it randomly rolled? Nine, thirteen, twelve. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's random in that that's not going to be the same the next time that it shows up, but it's not random in that, like, it goes into your inventory and is then random. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably the way they looked at it, was they decided to make it, uh... They decided to make it basically like he shows up and it's random compared to last week. I think I've been buying yeah I need to re, I need to visit him on my warlock. I've been buying the the, the, the exotic from the uh, on the warlock. Young. Says, Do you think the new dark subclass and weapon element is enough to shake up the sandbox? Well, we don't know even how it's going to work yet, but I would hope that it would be enough to create all new perks and weapon types, and, and then that would mean you have to have solar arc and void. Similarly to the last question, you can't have stasis making everything else look sucky and lame. Um... That happened with the subclasses in the Taken King, right? All the old subclasses seemed lame. Stasis could be like the new hotness and nobody wants to run Solar, Arc, or Void. So my hope would be is they would add it and it would be awesome. And then it would be like, oh, we need to make all the other subclasses and all, well, not the other subclasses, but the other other elements on weapons and like equally cool. I mean, they might need to do some passes on the subclasses so they don't get completely overshadowed. You know what I mean? Augustine. What do you think Europa should provide to justify DCV to upset players? I don't care about those players. I'm just sick of hearing from them. It's new content, it'll be big, it'll be awesome. Uh you're gonna buy it and play it, and I just I'm just I'm just done dealing with, with the with the Karens. I'm just over it. Um Would World's First Vogue return? Surely it would be a bit invalid. It would be a it would be a Destiny 2 Vogue Worlds First, though. I think they would do a Worlds First because it would be a Destiny 2 Vogue. It's a different game. It's a different raid. Uh, Arx Kyle. Arks Kyle says, Now that destinations and activities are leaving this fall, would you like to see seasonal activities stay uh, like the Forges and Menagerie to make them remain the game remain full? Um, we got a Storm Dancer's Brace. Oh, that's terrible. Um... I, listen, when it, when it comes to this kind of a thing, like leaving these things to remain full, I'm always going to say it's probably a good idea to revisit, reinvigorate those things, then, then just leave them dormant, whether it's the menagerie or something like that, um, then just like leaving them sit there. I think they have plans for them since they're gutting their, their, their inventory loot pools anyway. So it doesn't really count when some people have to figure out the mechanics and others just speed run it. Well, I mean, they may throw some curveballs. We don't know. I mean, listen, no one that got the original world's first VOG is going to get upset if Bungie recognizes a world's first Destiny Two VOG. They might not even call it VOG. They might call it, you know, they, didn't they change the name of Sepix's Strike to something slightly different? You know what I mean? It could be, it could be, it could be a slightly different name, so it registers as like a different. You know what I mean? Sepik's Perfected was what they called it. What was it before that? Uh, Okay. There's a new uh, Argent ordinance. While charged with light, dealing damage with a rocket launcher to a powerful combatant gives you a major increase to rocket launcher damage for a short time. That just seems so ridiculous. You have to do damage to something first. So you gotta do uh, fusion rifles for disintegrations. Fusion rifles there. Cabal finishers hive finishers perfect go to mars for these dailies to get your stuff devil's lair oh yeah it was originally called devil's lair um yeah i you know what i'm saying like i don't know i i don't think anybody's gonna get bent out of shape if there's like a destiny 2 vog worlds first like who who cares i i want a I want a jacket that's what i want i want to get a jacket for beating it that first week um Just June with the addition of a new subclass. Do you foresee Bungie updating the existing subclass trees to the updated system? Luke answered this and said, they're not doing that. They're going to experiment first and then they may go and retune all those to give you the increased customization. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this content, we've had bigger and bigger turnouts every day for the Q and a sessions. It's a very different style of content. It's more conversational. It's like a podcast that you can lurk and listen to. Um, if you're new and haven't clicked follow yet, please be sure to do that. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, should Bungie incentivize folks who paid for content that are being vaulted and can now, And how can they do that? Um, well, here is uh, here's one of the things that I left this in here because it's worded kind of funny, but I left it in here. So Small King qualified what they were talking about by saying that um, they wanted to see some sort of compensation given to people who uh, n- now needed a uh, basically like money or s- basically silver. You know, can we get some silver because we uh, we we're, we're, they're taking content out of the game? And I left this in here because I think this is just a terrible terrible assertion and idea uh i don't think it's i don't think it's needed i i i think it's absurd to think that you're owed anything because they're taking content out of the game um you're not owed anything you're not owed any money you bought the content the transaction has taken place um no one no one owes you no one owes you anything uh because they're taking content out of the game they don't they don't have to do anything Uh, you got your money's worth out of the transaction. You've been playing the game for that long and had access to the content for that long. Uh, I think to assert that Bungie should give you something or silver or whatever, uh, I think, I think asserting that is, uh, is just absurd. It's just absurd entitled Karenism. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm serious. Like I, like I'm not trying to be mean, but I just, I just think the, the very idea is just, it's just, it 's just silly it 's just absolute and utter silliness um, to be like three years ago I bought destiny and it came with these things, and I spent sixty dollars all that time ago, or oh, I bought the well oh, I bought the DLCs I should get silver because you 're taking these things out of the game no, no I just it just it seems like it just seems so so rooted as I said into a a self made principle there is no principle in the industry to back this up right right there is no principle to back this up like there's live service games that have made modifications to areas removed areas to make room for other areas or retired certain pieces of content and then gave people money because they did that um i don't think there's a standard uh leviathan is still a very popular raid i just i don't care i i don't care it's vanilla static rolled nonsense like they can bring it back another time and they can update all the dope stuff and make the loot better and the armor better um again again it's needed so get over it or literally find another game to play Uh, Nilly Lion with 500 bits Killer Cam Cam with 13 months Mr. Matt Dad gifted a sub to How to Twitch and 36 months from cover 2 cover 2 with 3 years of subs thank you C Dizzle how do you think Bungie is going to approach bringing back the old raids will it be better for everyone playing D2 to bring back the old raids Um, Bog in season 13 Crow to season 14 I have no idea how they're going to do it with vaulting coming, would Bungie think extending Destiny 2 even more, or maybe focus on only on Destiny 2? I mean, this isn't a question that needs to be asked. They've 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 answered this in literally in the stream where they talked about all this stuff. They basically said that they're focused on Destiny 2. And Luke Smith said in the interview with Dr. Lupo that they are not right now planning on making a. Uh, they're not planning on making a Destiny 3. Uh, it's not off the table. The way he answered the question, it's very clear that, like, it's not off the table, but it certainly right now isn't isn't on the, uh, it's not on the docket or the plans. Um, in, in Tenos, do you think that they can do anything to help out single characters in Beyond Light? I do think Bungie needs to make some consideration for single player characters. I think they need to consider, like, currency earn rates Uh, what are they, what are people supposed to do who just are struggling to get currency? Um, you know, what are, what are people supposed to do? How are they supposed to get the currency when you limit it so, so much? Um, I think Bungie needs to do some quality of life treatment there. So if you're a single, if you're a single character player, you're not completely left out in the cold. Um, I also think it's just a little silly to be like, we're going to limit it and then people can get around it by deleting characters. You know what I'm saying? Like that just seems kind of dumb too. If you made it more of like an account based thing, deleting characters wouldn't benefit you. And if you were on, if you were one of those people with one character, you would be okay. Right? Max just be like, no, this is the most you can get in a week. This is the most you can get in a week. We're limiting it. And we're going to make sure that that ensures that if you only have one character, you're good. And if you delete characters, it doesn't do anything for you. Uh, that I think is, is is probably a needed thing. 23 months from Maddie D. thank you. uh next question step it up a level says is it possible with cosmo coming back cosmodrome coming back we'll have the plague lands i don't know how they're gonna view that like it, it, when they say the cosmodrome is coming back they may view the plague lands as being separate from the cosmodrome like I, i'm not really sure they haven't really indicated what what they're uh, what they're doing there there we go trying to get some greens to drop seats says Bungie said they're bringing back VOG. does that mean Venus will come back this has been some speculation that we've made why would they need to remove so many planets you know if they're only adding Europa in the Cosmodrome this could be one of the reasons why there could be a season centered around Venus and that's one of the benefits of it coming you know happening is they bring back VOG out of the vault um so they said year one Cosmodrome oh did they specify that I don't remember hearing that clickfire are you disappointed that we aren't getting a darkness race of enemies oh i already ranted about this i don't want to revisit this just that i again i'm not against wanting a new race i'm not against that i think people overstate the value of a new race and they undercut their own argument by claiming that we haven't gotten a new race in 6 years um I think they basically invalidate their argument because they're, they ignore the scorn and that was a new race and the fact that people don't acknowledge the scorn is proof that a new race doesn't do enough to really, you know, get everybody pumped. What the seasonal model as its current will help to keep the game going i mean that's very generic balatorn do you feel that too much is being brought back instead of new stuff being created this is again it's just another real generic question i I, we we're not even in the next season so are in september so it's it's really hard to know if if it you know how do i how do i how do i draw a super big line in the sand here um about this with the addition of stasis as a new element type, do you think that grinding for endgame stat rolls with armor for each element will be very difficult? We don't even know if that's going to be the case. We'll have to wait and see if that's if that's, if that's a thing. I think the power grind can be improved, Bond. This is a really generic question, and I've ranted about this too much, so I don't want to retread it. I'll just be very generic for you. Everything should help you level, keep milestones for bigger bumps, but... Uh, everything should drop at your level for backfilling. I shouldn't be token slamming for backfilling. You know, when all of your gear is at a certain level, but there's like three that aren't. Um, I would say make everything help you level so people can just play. Uh, you remember after playing Gambit or whatever, Drifter will have a quest to make you choose from him. The quest in your opinion will impact later. Do you think it'll be linked? No, I don't think so. Do you think that the raid, one of the raids in the fall could be Wrath because we're getting the Cosmodrome? Um, I mean, yeah, but the problem is they said we're getting year one Cosmodrome. I mean, that leaves room for wrath. Here's the thing. If if you're going to say you want to bring back destiny's, some of destiny's greatest hits, I don't know how you leave out King's Fallen Wrath it, it, that, it, that it seems absurd to even in, consider that they could leave them out. Kingsfall and wrath they, they simply can't get left out. <laughs> That—that's that, absurd. They, they, if you want greatest hits, there's some greatest hits for you right there. I mean, that's a greatest hit. You know, it, it, to, to to not bring those back would be odd. Um, their willingness to bring them back, I think, also shows that like there there is no there is no hardcore, you know, hesitance to say anything about you know, we're not going to bring back certain things or we're not going to bring bring back, you know, certain planets or things like that. They seem, they seem willing to bring back the very, very first raid ever. So I would think they'd be willing to bring back literally all of them. So, uh, Ghostface says, with moments of triumph returning and Vogue confirmed, would it be a good time to implement ornaments, uh aspirations that they spoke of this is very generic yes or no those are literally the types of questions that i just i don't you just want my opinion yes or no would that be a good thing to bring back i mean why i get yeah i'm not gonna say no to them bringing back cool stuff you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna shoot that down um how can Bungie reinvigorate the grindy loot pursuit aspect of the game coming this fall with the expansion? This is just too broad. Saint 14. With the expansion revolving around Aramis, how do you think Mithrax will ha- will be dealt with, given his death was optional for many? Well, I don't think his optional death is canon. I think he's alive. I think as far as canon is concerned, he's alive because of the mission where we interacted with him for the outbreak. It wasn't like if you, ch- if you killed him, you couldn't get the outbreak. Um, you know what I mean? It like, yeah, sorry, you killed him, you can't get the outbreak. Like that that's that's then they didn't do that. So I would I would think they're they'll you know I would think that they'll they'll leave him in the game canon. Uh with the next ray Deepstone crypt, what are your thoughts on the possibility of discovering secret areas of the Exos, Cade's life, and the darkness? This is just a, like, do you think they're going to do this? I have no idea. Does Beyond Light have the necessary story elements to be as impactful as Forsaken? I would say more impactful. Because you're not just pulling... You're not just pulling out, like, the Barons and you know, spider, and I know Cade died and Aldrin's cool, but having the stranger come back center stage interacting with Eris and the Drifter, uh, that seems pretty impactful. And the fact that we're gonna, for the first time ever, have a dark subclass also seems extremely impactful. Like that seems pretty significant. That seems tectonic. Our identities as a guardian are going to be different after September. Uh, We'll be closer to potentially being more like Eris. Uh, would you like to see more wacky thematic dungeon mechanics much like the prophecy but implemented I mean these are just the kind of questions that would be that, you know this isn't like an AMA I, I, I'm never going to say no to more mechanics or cooler things you know do you want more cool things in the game Lono of course I want more cool things in the game I'm never going to say no to these types of questions um, I love the mechanics in the dungeon I think it's, I think it's really really a fun time uh, it's a good time so um oh i can't join anybody right now what the heck can anybody join me am i joinable uh let's see let me go to let me make myself public and see if anybody can join me using the join command i'll pop these bounties get a little extra xp if possible what are your thoughts on the removal of four planets, two raids, and two raid layers? I've already established what I think about that. What Would you, would you like the new subclass to be designed more around skill tree? This is just a what-do-I-want question in Sunity. Beyond light, what are your hopes for seasonal content for year four? Again, just way too generic. Gutsy. The current state of the world loot pool and vendor loot pool has me worried. Is it a possibility that Bungie planned to not have vendor-specific loot like we knew? We need more info before I can really answer this. I continue to say... I continue to say that they're, they've are they got big plans and they've they've made the loot pool generic because it's the world loot pool. Vendors, I believe, are getting an update in September. Gus the Fuss. Hey, Lono, do you think Bungie could make Witch Queen and or Lightfall next-gen exclusive? That's a possibility that we've entertained because it did that with Rise of Iron. We'll just have to wait and see what they say. White Mamba. If they plan to get rid of Scourge of the Past raid and all of the gear from Season of the Forge, uh, are being sunset. Would it make sense to assume that forges are going away as well? That's a possibility. Do you th- the, a lot of these? You guys are. Th- this is see. This is what happens. You guys that ask questions after I filter. That's like seven just blatant yes or no questions in a row. Do you think this is going to happen? We've really got to ch- clamp down on that. Some of you guys are consistently here submitting questions, and I've got veterans submitting just blanket yes or no questions. We've really got to be better about that because it starts to really drain the Q and A quality near the end right now. Like. I don't want to miss out on good questions, but some of you guys are slamming after the filter and and breaking the rules, and it's a little annoying because I feel like you should know better because you submit questions every day. These aren't new folks. These are veterans that need to just stop asking yes or no questions. Um, Exlandral. Do you think there's a way for Bungie to improve the play space of planets? If so, what could Bungie do? Somebody asked us about Europa. I don't think you want to suddenly have a play space being dramatically different and making it be like Europa is way better than literally every other planet in the game. All the other planets suck. Um, I just, you got to be careful. I like the idea of it being huge. I like the idea of them, you know, making this, this, this massive new planet. Um, but I also think they—it's still Destiny, it's still Destiny, it's still—it's still just going to be, you know, probably public events and lost sectors. You know what I'm saying? And probably some adventures and maybe some—you know—there'll there'll be story missions, I'm sure, to to like go and unlock Europa. But it—I uh, I, don't—I don't see it being like all of a sudden. This planet's completely different. But as I said a little bit ago related to this question, I will repeat myself here. I could see them raising the quality of the public space on Europa and then reinvigorating the other planets because Luke Smith said, you know, they want to reinvigorate core activities. That could be a way they do that. Just to catch 22. You've mentioned uh, issues with leveling. Are you okay with the final 10 level for Pinnacles being event specific and have the more powerful drops being more linear? I like the idea of the final grind is geared towards endgame activities. This I am okay with. I am okay with this because they've expanded where pinnacles are. They're not in like just a handful of places. They're in more spaces. So I am, yes, I am okay with this system. P-Wood. Uh, before season of the worthy, uh, people were complaining about menagerie reskins after these two seasons of pub events, would you be happy to go back to a six man match made activity? I mean, if you've been here for five minutes, you know what I think about this. I want six man non-failable match made activities. Like that's, that's, that's a request that I have consistently made. And, uh, I, I, I think it's a fair, it's a, it is a fair request. It is a fair request. I don't think the current I don't think the current system has good shelf life. Next question, from Patman. Would you agree that the that the new mod system makes the current gear worse than old gear? Example, if I get a new piece, I can only slot current mods, but on the old gear, I can slot current mods in the past ones, so every new gear gets vaulted. This is a complete and utter misrepresentation of the armor system that isn't really worth interacting with. I'm just gonna correct you. <laughs> like, what? You're misrepresenting the armor system. That's not true. I cannot go back to anything if I've got I, 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 if I've got really really old pieces. Okay, so right here, Nope, that's not a good one. Hang on, we got to get a good one. Here we go. This one right here, empty mod slot. It. Okay, you can select mods from season seven, eight, and nine. So you've I, you're 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 saying something that just isn't even true. On old gear, I can slot current mods and the past ones. Nope, that's not true. That's false. You can't run. You can't run. You can't do that. It's eight, nine, and it's eight, nine, and ten. It's always a rolling forward system. The old system didn't even have mod slots in it. Yeah, you, your your question is based on a misrepresentation of the system. Like, I, you got to make sure if you're going to ask a question that you don't ask something about like this isn't even a reality. You're creating another reality. There is not a world where you can slap on your your season of undying armor. Old equals season of dawn. Yeah, you're still incorrect, Patman. If I want to get ready for next season, this is superior. 10, 11, and 12. So I can get a dope loadout, use the current stuff, and get ready for the future. You can't do that with Season of Dawn. Because Season of Dawn gets stuck at, uh, where was the one that I took the piece off from? Where did it go? Is it this one? Yeah, this one stops at 10. What? We're in season 11 right now, home skillet. You can't even use current mods in this one. Again, you're misre- <laughs> This is season of Dawn. You're wrong. It's stuck. It can't even use the mods this season. That's my point. You're submitting a question that is inaccurate. You're misrepresenting the armor system. The armor system rolls forward. You won't use it now because Dawn has 15 mods and Arrivals has five. Well now you're talking about a quantitative difference as opposed to a qualitative difference. Yes, there were maybe more from that time period because it also touches down on Shadow Keep and they probably added more mods in Shadow Keep. So sure, but that's a quantitative argument. Arrival might have some really new ones. The new one that landed from on swords is apparently super dope and strong. So if you want to run that right if you want to run that you got to get the new mods you're establishing a principle and an axiom and a premise that's incorrect and therefore everything that comes after it's pointless to even discuss you're creating a faulty premise you your premise is wrong i can't slot everything on those old armor pieces now you're readjusting the goalpost and saying well no 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 there's just more quantitatively back there okay but you're still wrong I can't use Season of Dawn armor right now and use the new digs. I need the new armor or newer armor like from Worthy to do it. So your faulty premise has now led us down a worthless discussion because it's just that's not you're not you're saying things that aren't true. The rolling forward mod system is intended to make you always sense a need to get new armor. So at the end of this season, if you want to beef up for September, you're going to need armor from this season because your stuff from Worthy won't reach September. It's, it's actually a pretty smart system. As soon as you get into September, if you're rocking your season of the Worthy armor, you're stuck. You can't use any of the new stuff. So at the end of this season, you could be like, you know what? I'm going to start going for armor and the perfect, right? The perfect system that we have now is you can target those with the Umbrella grams. It's changing seasonal mod slots will be yearly right that's true okay that's a separate question though when we get into year four that's a good question but it's a completely different question than what pat Mann has asked in year four how are you going to motivate me to chase armor in the winter season how if i get god rolled armor in september it's good for an entire year now you might eventually might want to start shuffling forward because you're going to be getting a year away from those armor sets so <clears throat> that's logical with annual sunsetting of armor. That's logical. Every year or so, you're going to really feel the need to shuffle forward. So that would be my answer to that question. <clears throat> but Patman's question is built on a faulty premise. New point: Worthy has everything. Arrivals has and arrivals. has only a rival so current armor is good in four seasons but not now because of the amount of odds available it's it's a little frustrating when you make points and completely ignore everything I just said 60 seconds ago at the end of this season there is an impetus and a grind for you to get this season's armor to prepare for September fine do whatever the frick you want and just keep using your old armor and we'll all have a wry chuckle when September rolls around and you can't use any of the new mods you've now got to grind for all new stuff. This system enables you to say I this is why the system works. I get into this season and there's not this quick, oh my gosh, I got to scramble to get new armor. I don't have to scramble. I can experiment with the new mods because my armor from the previous season is is, is able to use the new digs, okay? Near the end of the season, when things start to thin out, I can say, you know what? I'm going to start to try to get armor for next season. I literally did this in Season of Dawn. At the end, I started getting armor to prepare for Worthy and it really helped. I already had stuff leveled up. So, if, if, if you want to prepare for September, then you grind for the armor later this season. The armor this season has value. You're asserting it has no value as if like, oh, but the armor from the past can use everything. As I said, your question contains within a, a, a total falsehood. Old gear, I can slot current mods and the past ones. That's not true. Dawn and Undying are already left behind at this point. I still get the current gear, but I won't use it until I have three seasons worth of mods. But okay, now you gotta bring in what Weezy said, okay? Bungie basically admitted this system wasn't perfect and in year four, your armor is good for a whole year, invalidating the point that you just made. Again, you're not really paying attention. You're just, you're like, I I feel like people want to grind axes and they just ignore things that are stated. We not moments ago, not moments ago established that year four is completely different. The armor you get in September is good for a whole freaking year. So it's not like a, I'm going to wait until I can get all three seasons. No, it's literally good for a year. So it's a completely different system in year four. This is a pointless discussion. It's all changing literally in three months to be better for you to get more longevity out of your armor. So like th- th- this, I, this, is, this is pointless. This is one of the reasons why I tell people like, make sure you really read the twabs and understand what you're talking about when you're going to go down these, these lanes of argumentation because all you end up doing is, is you either get yourself frustrated and confused or other people frustrated and confused. It's good for a year forward, so in the first season in year four, it will only have one season worth of mods too. I'm moving on. Mr. Mankey Deems. Do you think that there is a chance for new D2 engine at all in the future? We talked about that at the beginning of Q&A. If you want to hear, I I think I made a pretty good good argument why that theory is getting traction. I'm still remaining skeptical. I'm looking forward to the new content coming, but with all the the disconnect issues uh we're still having to this day do you think that they should fix before september to avoid problems uh for worlds first these are the types of questions that just kind of don't need to ask i'm trying to be cool about this and patient, but like do you really need to ask me should Bungie fix error codes like no leave them yes yes of course this is not a discussion question this is an obvious yes they should fix disconnection issues come on guys uh vicky we know that Bungie wants to reduce the FOMO in year four, but having some boring public event for an entire year instead of for three months won't change anything. What other changes to the seasonal model would you like to see? Well, this is precisely why I think, this is how I want to say it. The shelf life of this season is 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 got two sides to the coin. On one side, a public event that you grind that is that is sort of a meat grinder, it has a short shelf life because it's going to get boring really, really quickly, Okay. Also, it has a short shelf life because it has a short shelf life. It's literally only a seasonal uh, piece of content. Does that make sense? I think the shallow nature of that event is intrinsically linked to the fact that it's only a three-month piece of content. Bungie did not want to put a bunch of innovative eggs in that basket. Why are we going to make this insanely cool, really loopable, grindable, dynamic, varied piece of content that's going to go away in three months? So they didn't put a lot of eggs in the basket because part and parcel to it being temporary is that it's probably going to be a little thin and not that great. Therefore, if I'm correct in what I'm saying, year four activities would be a little bit better also you have to consider that Luke Smith said in year four they're going to focus more on reinvigorating core activities because they're going to go towards less FOMO that means you're going to have less like throw away toss it over your shoulder content that gets boring after a month and expires two months later anyway so I would say year four will feel quite a bit different with respect to content substance and content in like the loop I, I don't think we're going to be looping public event stuff I, I, I really just don't think that's what we're going to be doing in year 4. I really think they're going to go away from this. It just it doesn't I don't think it works all that well and I think these seasons have proven that. I think this season will all but prove they've really really got to reconsider, you know, the the content loop to not literally to not be literally go to the public space, stand around, hopefully people are there and hopefully nobody no you know nobody jacks it up and and doesn't throw the balls right or any, you know, any of the other stuff that happens in these public spaces. So, uh, next question what was your reaction to Bungie saying no D3 for now I was disappointed I, again I, I think they're leaving themselves open to it because there could be technological changes that allow it I also think the theory of the engine we need to get beyond September and see what they're really capable of doing to expand the game's experience and make it feel like oh okay now I understand why we're staying in this game I think the lack of dedicated servers might be more concerning for people cuz like are you really going to want to play a cheat-riddled game with no dedicated servers in 2020, 2021, 2022? Like it d- that just seems I, I don't know, that seems like a freaking dinosaur to me. Marth Fieri, uh do you think Vault will allow Bungie to try new game types? This is it generic yes or no? I like how experienced you are in this game. Do you think that Bungie should invest in testing all the new weapons before they released based on the last 20 to 30 nerfs? Um, they test the weapons, so your question is just got baked into it. And I, and I mean this with love, just a stupid assumption. I mean, it's just stupid to assume they're not testing the weapons. So you think Bungie, uh, you know, a, a AAA company with 800 employees is like, yeah, we're not testing the weapons No, yeah, Carl designed it and, uh, yeah, it, uh, he just, we just tossed it out there. What's, what's the weapon even do? We don't even know. We've never tested it. Like, this is just more of that, like bad assumption, like thoughtless, like I, and I, and I'm, and I don't want to be mean, but it's just, it's just dumb commentary. It's not true. They test the weapons. Like now did they test six people shooting it at callus and another raid boss? probably not maybe that wasn't in their purview maybe they did i don't know maybe they did and they're like well i you know we'll patch that later you know i we we got to ship the thing they test the weapons there is not a world that exists where bungie doesn't test weapons that's just that that's just that like armchair criticism person that doesn't understand game development asserting something that they know nothing about and people are going to be like, "Man, this guy's awfully rude to his viewers. I'm just kind of exhausted by people saying things that are just completely untrue cuz they're upset about something. Like, the guns messed up and it's doing weird things to raid bosses, but like to be like, are they going to are they going to start testing the weapons? Like, they test the weapons. <laughs> uh. Do you feel that Bungie might be soft? Uh What's to say? Soft sun exotics in the future. Considering the new perk of Unrelenting can do half the job of Suros' regime and the new sword frame can launch projectiles. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's what's going on. Uh, S... S- DP Delta. If Bungie introduces exotic sunsetting, do you see them keeping up a meaningful pace of giving new worthwhile exotics for the end game? This is too. This is too like way out there. I don't really want to talk about that yet. I would imagine if they're going to sunset exotics, though, they would be they would, they would be having to add a lot more with regularity, or reissuing exotics that are currently really underused, and they would completely retool them. Like, all right, we're dropping a completely new version of graviton, or you know, whatever. Um, that would be another route they could take, uh, do you think they need to add more options for obtaining Twisted Energy? We already dealt with that today. Bungie spoke about better repurposing content in year four. We're speculating Menagerie would get reinvigorated as well as EP. With these activities getting vaulted, what do you see them doing uh, in seasons in year four? I've, I have no idea. We've commented enough about how we think it's going to be less about short-lived content and more about reinvigoration, though. How do you feel about seasonal mod builds? I change my build every two or so seasons and go to go all in while my friend sticks with neutral loadouts because of sunsetting. I mean, people are going to respond to investment paths differently. Some people are going to be like, I'm not investing anything long term in any builds. You're going to have people that do that. They're just like, I'm, I'm not doing any of that right and you're gonna have other people that are like no man every season it's fresh every season it's new i want to try out the new digs i want to replace all my stuff that's just a difference in personality and player preference really do you think Exotic should get sunsetted? We've already gotten that one a bunch. Z, if you think that the new False Promise AR, its bullets look as if they're elemental, they also sound the part. you think Bungie might turn this into a stasis come September? I, I, I'm not going to make a prediction based off of how a gun looks and sounds. I'm just going to wait and see what Bungie says about the weapon system for year four. On the topic of the DCV, how do you think Bungie will handle paid DLCs when, for example, the DC and Last Wish are vaulted. Do you think they would make DLC free or just remove them from the planets? This is another one of those ones It's just like, and I know we're in like that mode of like what's going on, but I have to fly over questions that we just don't know enough about. We do not know enough about how they're going to handle this long term, what their plan is, how they're going to treat a lot of this stuff. So I can't give you a really good prediction or answer here. I just, I really truly don't know. We've, we've, We've only learned enough to make very basic predictions about content rhythm and what they'll do. Um, I'm I'm not really sure that they're gonna be like ripping large sections of the game out every single year. That could but but that could be in the cards. They could literally say, you know, no, we've 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 got to we've got to thin the game out consistently and that could be one of the ways they do it. Um is by consistently dropping stuff out every literally every twelve months. Um So if anybody wants to use the join command to join me so I can pop these bounties, that'd be greatly appreciated. If you're here right now, I still need to do my official talk on Beyond Light with some of my thoughts and theories about what's going on. I may even add a little bit of the theory that we started with today about the new engine so if you've enjoyed the conversations today and you've enjoyed the the back and forth it's like a podcast you can listen to and lurk to don't go anywhere and make sure to click follow if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe